Okay, with Theory and Lee Murphy, Blueberry Smoothie is a short film, uh, LGBTQ festival, really interesting film, 19 minutes. Really, it's about relationship. And I guess the Blueberry Smoothie is a metaphor for you didn't like, I guess the character doesn't like Blueberry Service, but he keeps being served it, which is kind of a metaphor for a relationship, I guess. Uh, that, yeah, Sorry, yeah, he's keeping hold of that relationship. So the yeah. idea of this, of this movie was, although he didn't like blueberries himself, which is what happens at the beginning when he says, but you don't like blueberries, he goes, I never said I hated them. Yeah. And it's uh, the idea is that it's, it's that connection. And then at the end of the film, when he flushes the blueberry smoothie down the sink, it's that whole thing of letting go. He can finally let go. Yeah, but yeah. it's like a metaphor, like meaning that like we keep, sometimes when we're in these relationships that probably need to be finished, we keep doing things contrary to what we want to do ourselves right so it's like we're, we're going against the grain of what our instincts are telling us and therefore like uh, that's the, kind of what the smoothie represents for me when i watch the film yeah no absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's basically it yeah and it's and, and blueberry smoothie is kind of a it's not a true story but there's there's moments of it which are very true to a relationship i had um that broke up and the whole withdrawal and the whole thing of like just not letting go of certain parts and there's even some dialogue which come from old messages um which i i used in the film as well so, so did that, i'm curious did the the the, the your, your ex-partner has they've watched this film or that's they you guys are not in contact anymore at all or anything no we 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 weren't in contact for a while we broke up and then we're, we're friends and actually funny enough he's worked on a few of my projects as a sound designer he he donated um some the the the, the um there's a song uh like that plays in the kind of what we call clumsy sex scene and uh that's he he gave us that just as a kind of like a joke thing he made that up and then um uh yeah, he's he's around, but with nothing nothing romantic. No, I'm just curious if you watch the film because it's like obviously there. If you say you're, you're you're it's it's loosely based on this story. I'm sure he it would be interesting for him to see the film and what his, what he thought of it. The 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 moment we well the thing is he has yeah he has seen the film because he helped work on some of the sound. But yeah. it was it was the first time he saw it. Like I was sitting in the in my living room with him, and it was on my TV, and I I was watching his reaction to what was going on a screen rather than the screen it was actually really nerving because there are some moments in 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 the in the whole kind of like Kyle scenario where there's certain words I, I, I said like I want to cuddle and stuff like that come from him that's what he used to say to me we used to have these big fights and then afterwards he would like be I want to cuddle and and that'll be like oh, okay and that's that's where that line came from in the film and when uh, when Carl says I want to cuddle with and then Brad comes up to him and, and hugs him. Is that kind of like you know? I, I feel like I feel comfortable now. I feel at peace. And then it's that whole challenge when Brad then turns around and says, "You know, you got to stop this now." Um, but yeah. Okay, so tell me that uh, this is a proof of concept, meaning that like you have a this is a bigger story. You have a kind of a feature version of this story, and then you kind of made a, like a short film to kind of showcase that this is this could be a really good feature. Yeah, I, I write film. I've got some amazing ideas and I just write them down. A lot of the stuff I write isn't finished because I end up going on something else. And, you know, as creators do, sometimes, you know, we just kind of like move from one project to another. And there was a um, a film I sketched out. Um, I did the, um, an overall concept and um, and a treatment for it. It's called I'm On Your Train. And it's it was something I started writing after my breakup and it, it actually comes from our relationship in the sense that we met on a train 
Um, and it just, we're actually met on the platform after getting off the same train. And, um, and then we ended up in a, in a two and a bit year relationship um, from literally from that moment. Um, and the, our relationship to be fair, it was not unique because oh, in some sense that it was because all relationships are unique in some, some form, but we had a really interesting time together and there was a, a lot of growth, a lot of maturity, a lot of, a lot of things that came through our relate our relationship. And I, and I, that I thought it'd be a really interesting story to tell. Um, so it's still there in the pipeline, but I, I, um, wanted to start writing some shorts and initially I thought I can only write long form, um, which is obviously not true now because I've now written three shorts, uh, one of obviously Blueberry Smoothie and the other two are in, in, um, in pre-development, but the, um, the idea, uh, of oh I can't write a short blah 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 it, it kind of daunted me the whole imposter syndrome thing came came in that you know I wasn't to do it and I, I sat down and thought you know what I'm gonna give it a go and I did and I wrote Bluey Smoothie and that's where that came from and that's that's why I did a short I I want to I want to actually make some feature films instead okay. of writing for other people I want to make them and uh, I wanted basically I guess as a, as a test for myself rather than anyone else uh, to see whether I I could do it and so I directed acted in produced and wrote blueberry smoothie yeah you're I won't... yeah I, and the thing is it all came it, it was an accident in some respects i i obviously wrote the film but and i was going to produce it uh the, the first two directors i approached couldn't do it through um just timetables and stuff scheduling and then i thought well i'll do it myself and then when it came to the actors i just thought well it's a very personal story the, the character of of carl is is in effect very personal to me and um, the guy that played Brad, Chris um, Sherwood, is a good friend of mine. And I thought, if I try and find two actors, uh, you know, we've got a three-day shoot, well, four-day shoot um, in total. How am I going to get that chemistry right? And I thought, well, I know Chris really well. Like, he's up for doing anything. We've said about working together on a lot of stuff. I'm an actor. Let's just get on with it and do it ourselves. And that's basically what happened. Uh, because the film centers around a lot of, like intimacy and um, emotional connections and stuff. And, and that's, if, if that didn't work out, the film would have completely bombed. It just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So, so, so you're, okay. So you're, 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 you're the lead actor and then you have the co-star. You It's one location and it's really kind of a, a conversation or it's like a, a situation that's, that's occurring. So in terms of, this is the first time you've directed a film, correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Tell yeah. me about the process of it because you're you're obviously in every scene, and mm. the way the 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 way the camera set up is that the, these can these people are, are like it's a really nicely directed film. That's why I'm curious about where because it's like one location. It's not boring, and you're you're kind of separating se separating the characters with the camera. I guess right. Mm. I'm just curious about your conscious decision, like the preparation with your cinematographer. Like, how did you prep to direct the film before before you start acting? Like just in terms of like your shot list, did you guys storyboard anything? I'm just curious what your process was. There was a shot list. Um, we did storyboard some of the some of the scenes, uh, not all of them. Um, it was a, a an in depth conversation with my DP. Like I I knew what I wanted to capture. It was all in my head. It's about kind of conveying that to Joseph, my DP, and 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 working out the best ways of shooting stuff. There were limitations. Um, most of the um, film as you say was one location is in my flat um my flat's an okay size but it's not you know a film set size so there were certain things that we couldn't do 
um and that's okay that's you know just what, what we have to do as a as a, a filmmaker you know you have to sure. make compromises somewhere um but ultimately i worked closely with chris um, i trusted him as an actor um my co-writer on my other two projects uh sharon was my first ad and she's a theater director by background so we worked together as uh, kind of more or less directing the piece um specific specifically really on the stuff from what focused on me because obviously i i'm in front of the camera i can't see what's being seen as an actor, I'm intuitive. I feel, I know when I've done something well, I know when I've done something not so good. And so I didn't have to rely on my directing myself as such, just had to feel. I mean, as an actor, that's why I, how I approached work anyway. Obviously, the director is there to kind of help push things along and bring yeah. certain amazing stuff out. But, you know, I, as an intuitive actor, it was quite a straightforward process for me. And then for uh, dealing with Chris, we we had spoken extensively beforehand, so he knew what I wanted to to get from this, and also he knew me personally, and he knew my ex. So he there was a kind of like um, uh, some research that he had already been kind of been a part of. Yeah, um, and then the other locations, you know, the club when we met for the first time and stuff, you know, um, that was that was interesting using fifteen extras and things and directing them and then directing myself and then going on camera and that was a bit daunting. So I, I I personally don't think I will be in a film where I direct it at the same time as act. Yeah. I think that was a one off. <laughs> it was a it was a lot a lot of work. Were you like you you did you didn't did you look at yourself like between takes or did you wait for the editing and just kind of watch watch your your your, your... I looked at myself between takes, but it wasn't so much about looking at my performance because, like I said, I felt when it was good and when it wasn't so good. It was more making sure that the shot that I had in my head was captured. So, like the the way that um, the the position in the stuff, really, if anything else, you know, like there's certain scenes where the camera moves with me sitting down or standing up. So there's, you know, making sure that my head was fully in and you know there's something in the background or maybe it needed to be more to the left or to the right. So it's more kind of technical side of things that I was yeah. looking for rather than my performance. And Sharon was on hand as well. And some of the scenes, you won't necessarily know so much, but um, there was a lot of silence where Sharon would actually be talking to me and it would played over music. So you wouldn't actually hear anything um, other than what was intentional in the edit. Um, so yeah, like the emotional scene and stuff, when I broke down, it's it was, it was basically her telling me a story and I was kind of reacting to it in an emotional sense because there was no dialogue. So I didn't need to, to do anything. So all the sound could have been cut. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, the, second... the, the film is from your point of view, like the directing is like everything is like even like the flashbacks and it's all from your, your, your perspective. Yeah, it's my memories. It's my memories. Yeah. Okay. So in our memories, we don't see ourselves. Uh, we see the situation and, and the other stuff that was going on. And, and bear in mind that uh, I'm not, not sure from your own experience, from my experience, um, when, when you have an ex, there's certain things that you remember about them, which isn't necessarily physical. It's a smell. It's something the way they touched. Yeah. It's, it's something they did. It's you know, it's the way it's the way they um, their skin or something, you know. And that's what I wanted to bring into this film, like all of the emotions. So it wasn't just the, the things we did together. It was the the way he held me, the way I held him. It was like the intimacy at the beginning. I wanted this whole thing. I, a, a friend of mine, um, bless him, he's no longer with us, but he was a, a renowned actor in England when I was starting out at drama school and he said the best way to capture someone's attention is with a, I, I won't swear, but with basic sex, I think with an F word, <laughs> basically a fuck or a funeral. He said, they're the two things that get people's attention at the beginning of a, of a, of a film. 
And I thought, right. So at the beginning of this one, I'm thinking, well, he's in a dream. He's waking up. What would he be thinking about? Of course, he'd be thinking about, you know, the moments he had with his ex. And I, and although we did do some, um, chore- uh, we choreographed some sex scenes, we never used any of them in the end. Because ultimately, the film wasn't about sex. It's about intimacy. Yeah. It's about losing the intimate moments with, with with the next partner. And that's what's important. So in the opening sequence with, the, with you know, me and Chris, the two guys, two characters, it's all about touch. Um, and then, and that was, what was really important. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then like you said, you never, but you said you never want to direct again with you. No, it, no, I'm going to direct the next two projects. That's fine, but I'm not in them. I, I mean, think, with you, you don't want to direct with you in them. You want to. No, I, I, it's, it's too much. I mean, you know, I, I, again, this is where imposter syndrome kicked in for me before. I didn't think I could ever direct a film uh and i kind of got forced into it because like i said the, the first two people i asked turned it down to only purely scheduling and yeah. and, and i wanted to shoot it I had, a, I had the perfect opportunity to shoot it everyone was available i thought sorry i'll just do it myself so i loved it i really enjoyed the process and i thought i'm gonna do the next two because then that's me just directing um i co-wrote them with sharon but ultimately the creative process on camera would be just as director um, there is a little tiny scene with me in each project, but they're literally a moment. And that's sure. mainly because I just want to have like, you know, a, a glimpse of me on camera in my own projects. So yeah, as a vanity thing more than anything else. Yeah, no, it's like Hitch- Hitch- Hitchcock always was in a little cameo, I guess, right? Yeah, but they're not even cameos. There's no dialogue. It's just, I think in um, Glitch, I'm I'm walking into the toilets when in between yeah. the two guys having an argument. And in Shift, I'm in, I'm in the office, just sitting in the background. So it's it's just. But you got the yeah. bug though. You seem to got you have the directing bug though. Oh, I'm so excited! The next two projects, I've uh, had a meeting with my DP. He's not the same DP um, Joseph as uh, who did Blueberry. It's another guy called Ronan. And um, the other two films are very heavily. Well, one of them is very heavy VFX, and he comes from a VFX background. So when we had a me- our meeting, our first meeting, discussed the projects after he'd read the script. It just got me so excited, like the way, okay, because part of the film would be shot on 16 mil and I've always wanted to shoot on film. And I just thought, yeah, yes, get there. When can we start and stuff? So we're shooting that that first one in September and then the second one would be November, ready to get into the festivals for next year. And then uh, the plan is to shoot my first feature, which will be um, Happy Camper. It's a a psychological thriller um, in uh, May, late spring next year. I got. I gotta admit that your your the performances are terrific, and your co-star, like it's 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 like I said, everything's kind of from your your character's perspective. But he's fantastic, and like, in in meaning that, like he, you're kind of it's like a version of your character in a sense, right? Like this guy, but he just evokes this like intensity and this, you know what I mean? Like he, there's this, there's this like. Uh, he makes your character vulnerable. Let's put it that way. Like he, there's, there's a, it's a really good performance on his part. Like and obviously yourself as well. It's just that, it's just that because what I'm saying is that his performance, it's not, you know, I'm saying it's thankless, but it's, it's a difficult role to pull off because everything's kind of coming from your lens in a sense, mm-hmm. but he, he's fantastic in the film. So work with, work with him again. He's, I mean, oh, no. he's, he's a good friend yeah. of yours, right? Yeah, he is. And he's a really cool guy. I like, you know, I, I book him again in a heartbeat. He's so easygoing, very easy to work with. And he's a talented guy and he's committed, you know, he's very committed to his craft. Uh, and they're the actors that I want to want to hang out with, really. And I want to work with um, for sure. Um, 
yeah people have the same kind of values as me you know it's, it's, it's a hard craft to be in and you've got to keep pushing uh, but ultimately the the, the the reason I fell into in effect producing and, and, and writing was because I wasn't offered as an actor the, the parts I wanted and uh, I got bored so yeah. I wanted to stay in the profession but do something else uh, and now I'm actually making film um, which is which is so exciting and I'm so thrilled with how Blueberry's been received because it was it was almost like a kind of not a vanity project as such but a test project just to have a go because obviously shorts are much cheaper than doing doing features 100 um, but it's uh i just wanted wanted to try it you know so yeah yeah and you, and you succeeded right so tell me about okay because it's about the whole process so you wrote the screenplay you made the film so tell me about the the post-production for you from somebody like yourself were you you I'm, I'm assuming you were part of the editing experience and you're watching yourself in the film a lot of actors have a hard time with that meaning that like you can't see past your own vanity. You can't, you have to like serve the story. Your character has to serve the story. So you have to see past yourself, right? Like see past like a bad angle or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you gotta, the, the character you're playing is not you in the story. You know what I mean? When you're editing the film. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was quite, I detached myself from the person on the screen to the character. So we're in the editing room. I was there for, throughout the whole process and um looking at every every single rush like literally every any any every moment of it and writing notes and and taking logs and stuff so we went into the uh, edit suite with everything in place and there were certain shots that um we we never used we didn't use them it wasn't needed and there's certain shots that i wish we'd done differently um if if given if anything the experience you know i'm, I'm a newbie to this so you know i know for next time and there's um, but in the edit suite itself, like watching myself on camera, I do not like watching myself on on screen. That's for yeah. sure. But with this, it was different because it was like I came in at a different angle because a I had to watch myself because I was obviously direct directing it and then editing it. But ultimately, I, I was I got past that whole ego bull, bullshit. You know, like yeah. it's, it's a job, and I'm just there to just do it and, and find the best scene. And also on camera, I'm not afraid to be ugly. Like I don't care. Like I, there's moments in that film where like the whole thing of waking up in bed, I wanted to keep the pet, the bed head look, you know, I didn't want hair and makeup to fix my hair. I, I, I wanted to look like I just got out of bed and that's what it, that's what happens. You know, uh, Carl, he gets out of bed, puts on his dressing gown, goes to the kitchen, makes his smoothie. And then, then the film plays out, you know, that's, that's what happens. There's no time to fix my hair or, you know, make sure that I've, I don't know, whatever it might be, but yeah. yeah. So then, so then, so like, were you part of like, did you have an editor? Did you like, how was the process for you in terms of like, like uh, going through that process? Like, Cause that's making your, you're kind of rewriting the film and edit in post-production. Right. And I'm assuming yeah, this is the that, first time you've done this before. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh kind of i've edited content before so my background is theater producing and i do a lot of video content for my um marketing campaigns for gotcha. my, my yeah. shows so i've i'm in an edit suite for that kind of stuff but obviously i'm not in it um and to be fair a lot of it um is done by the editor and then i just sign it off because it's they're normally a couple of minutes long type stuff yeah and it's uh epks from like you know rehearsal footage or whatever but with this, um, Joseph, who is my DP and um, my editor in this, um, he's a very talented editor. 
he um in the next two projects he'll be editing these because that's what his main background is he can shoot but he's more of a content creator rather than a filmmaker and um but his editing is really spot on so he yeah we I was sitting together in his edit suite um which he has um and yeah just watching him go buzzing over the keyboard like flicking all the things up it was really cool but after I, i'm not sure what edit you saw but the in the last few weeks i've had it now fully graded so the whole color of it's completely different it it, it looks how it should be um i kind of wish i did it before but i didn't have the funds and and it's just been done by an edit house near soho and and again for, you know for three days i was sitting there watching the colorist like sort it all out and that was such an amazing experience um i didn't realize how hands-on actually i would be on be with the as a as a, as a director um but it's better than just giving it to someone letting them get on with it and then coming back with notes being in the room is definitely the way forward so yeah i really loved the process i really really enjoyed that that part of it and what did you think about we send uh the north american audience to you what did you think about what they had to say about your film i, I was really thrilled there was some really cool moments. like there's one woman who said that um, it's the it's the most erotic gay film she's ever seen i'm thinking what <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like chris bless him he hadn't seen the film since its premiere at the london independent film festival and um the notes came through and i sent everybody as part of the team the, the link to see the uh feedback and he, the first thing he messaged was, Darren, what is this film? Like, why did she say it's the most erotic film she's ever seen? And you, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know, what's he going to think? But I, I really wanted him to see it on the big screen before, like, you know, as opposed to on a, a laptop or on a, on a TV. Sure. Um, and so we was all watching it together at the, at the film festival, which is really cool, actually. Um, but no, it wasn't. I mean, you've seen it. it you know, the opening scenes, you know, there's a bit of nudity and, and stuff, but they're not. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's overly erotic or sexual. Well, I guess it's a, it's a subjective word, I guess, right? Like you, like you said, the film is about intimacy, right? It's about like, it's about these two characters. It's it's not about sex. It's about intimacy, right? So there's there's a yeah. fine line, so. No, absolutely. I mean, God, I could have done a film where there was lots of sexual stuff in it, but it wasn't this story, you know? So, and the story is about overcoming the loss of a relationship and whether it let relationships over. And I wanted also the audience not to know whether or not... Um, brad had died or whether or not it was just an ex i wanted to keep it quite open and it, yeah. and it depended on your own interpretation of it because some people do think oh he died and other people think yeah, he just you know he left and stuff um because i think ultimately when you grieve some someone it doesn't matter if they're alive or not the grief process is is pretty much the same until you run into them on the street and then it's like yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes it's worse it's 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 better if they be dead because <laughs> yeah because yeah, you don't have to run into them right so yeah well it's a big city hopefully i'm you know i really oh, no, into i'm it. just kidding but it's you like, never yeah, know. I, I totally understand <laughs> yeah all right well so it seems like you're busy now you're gonna do their your other films and it's like you're on your way to uh to your new career and so congratulations yeah. no thank you very much and no, i'm really excited i mean i've been writing stuff for a while i've, I've written a couple of features but now, um, now I've got the confidence from doing the shorts. You know, it's, it's really kind of like pushed ahead now for me to actually get some of these feature films that I've been penning and had floating around in my head actually done. I, um, I've, I've got a couple of um, kind of like low budget thrillers and stuff I want to start off with, and then just see what happens really. But I'm really excited. Like, you know, after our call, I've got a, a meeting with my producer who's working on the next two shorts. And then working out timelines and budgeting and all sorts of stuff for that. 
and then get that process started. So it's it's Blueberry Smooth has been an amazing experience for me, not just for making the film, but actually giving me the confidence to go off and do some more. Hundred percent, yeah. And there's a, there's definitely a feature in in this story too. So congratulations. Uh, hopefully we can talk again uh, when you make your next film, and uh, love to see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was you know stay in touch, and obviously we'll be sending you the next projects as well to see what you think of those. But uh, but yeah, no, thank you. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six. Incorporated. We're gonna do it.